Hello everyone, this is Vartok with another Treks in Sci-Fi music guest podcast, my 14th, episode number 860, on April 24th, 2022. A Spartan salute to Rico for letting me straddle the director's chair today in my Molgenaire armor. If you didn't already guess, based upon the intro music for today's podcast, I'm going to talk about the music to the highly successful Halo game series. Spurred on by Paramount's streaming series, currently releasing new Season 1 episodes on Thursdays. Did you know that Microsoft's Halo gaming series is one of the most successful franchises in history? With over $6 billion in sales and 81 plus million units sold as of November 2021, On that note, I'm going to point out that most of my references in today's podcast come from Wikipedia, which has a huge amount of reference material on Halo. The first Halo game, Halo Combat Evolved, was released in November 2001 on Xbox, followed by Halo 2 in 2004 and Halo 3 in 2007, and so forth, up to the most current game, Halo Infinite, being released in November 2021, 20 years later. The game was initially intended to be released for Windows and Mac OS, until Microsoft's purchase of American video game developer Bungie, based out of Bellevue, Washington, in 2000, led to the game becoming an Xbox launch title, delaying any releases for personal computers for two years. Since then, Halo games have been released for multiple platforms, including Windows, Mac OS, Windows Phone, iOS, and Arcade. The video game series follows a 26th century war between the United Nations Space Command, or UNSC, and the Covenant, a theocratic military alliance of several advanced alien races determined to eradicate us, the human race. The first game, Halo Combat Evolved, introduced many gameplay and plot themes common to the series. Players battle various aliens on foot and in vehicles to complete objectives, while attempting to uncover the secrets of the titular Halo. For example, one concept introduced in Halo Combat Evolved is limiting the number of weapons players could carry to two, forcing them to carefully select their preferred armament. As I progress through the games in this podcast, I'll provide just a bit of the plot line to either help you remember the game or to introduce some of the settings and groups involved. Okay, so what exactly is a halo? Well, it could refer to a religious symbol being a ring of light around the image of a saint's head, or it could refer to an optical phenomenon produced by light interacting with ice crystals suspended in the atmosphere, Many of these appear near the sun and or moon. You've likely seen one. Or it could refer to any number of band names or band songs. However, in this case, the halo refers to the halo array, which is a group of megastructures and superweapons in the Halo science fiction franchise, consisting of ring worlds, known as halos, built by the structure known as the Ark. They are referred to as installations, by their artificial intelligence caretakers, and were created by an ancient race known as the Forerunners. A total of 18 halo rings existed during the reign of the Forerunners. An older array of 12 30,000-kilometer-wide rings produced by the Greater Arc 
and six 10,000-kilometer rings constructed by the newer Lesser Arc. The series' alien antagonist, the Covenant, referred to the halos as the Sacred Rings, believing them to form part of a greater religious prophecy known as the Great Journey. In the game's stories, the Forerunners, however, actually built the Halo Array to contain and study the Flood, an infectious alien parasite. The rings act together as a weapon of last resort. When fired, they kill all sentient life in the galaxy, capable of falling prey to the Flood, thereby destroying the Flood by starving the parasite of its food. The battle to prevent the activation of the Halo Array forms the crux of the plot progression for the first Halo trilogy of games. In the game, in the 26th century, in the year 2525, a collective of alien races known as the Covenant attack humanity, declaring humans an affront to their gods, the Forerunners. Bartok, you said this podcast is going to be about the music of Halo. Well, yes I did. So without further ado, let's get this mission underway with part of track number 26 from Halo Combat Evolved titled appropriately, Halo.
I am sure all of you Trek and Sci-Fi Halo players recognize that soundtrack as iconic to the Halo universe. Who would have thought that a video game would so successfully feature violin melodies and Gregorian chanting? The soundtrack for Halo Combat Evolved, as for Halo 2, Halo 3, Halo 3 ODST, and Halo Reach, were all composed by Martin or Marty O'Donnell and Michael Salvatore. Salvatore became acquainted with O'Donnell in college, when O'Donnell was given a job offer to score a colleague's film. Salvatore wrote music for his own rock band while he was in college, and had become friends with Martin. O'Donnell eventually moved to Chicago after completing his college degrees, and was approached with a job offer to score a colleague's film. Well, since Salvatore already had his own recording studio, O'Donnell offered to split the job with him, and the two composers became partners, eventually creating their own production company called Total Audio. O'Donnell and Salvatore ended up composing the music for most of the Halo games produced by Bungie. Approached by Bungie to produce something ancient and mysterious for Halo's debut, O'Donnell decided to compose a theme using Gregorian chant, with him joining in with four others, including partner Salvatore, to sing the vocal parts. Due to the varying nature of gameplay, the music audio engine was designed to change dynamically based upon where the game player is in the gameplay. However, to afford a more enjoyable listening experience for the soundtrack releases, O'Donnell rearranged portions of the music of Halo into standalone suites, which do follow the narrative course of the game. The music of Halo helped spur a renewed interest in chant music, which has been reprised in several of the subsequent Halo game soundtracks. The soundtrack featured a wide range of musical styles, including the chanting, string orchestra, and percussion. Upon release, the soundtrack was well-received by critics. Some complimented the wide range of musical styles, and most agreed that playing the game is not required to enjoy the soundtrack. Regarding the sense of the music sounding ancient, O'Donnell noted, The music should give a feeling of importance, weight, and sense of the ancient to the visuals of Halo. So my plan for this podcast is to work from the earliest game soundtracks to the present. Although a total of 16 Halo games or game collection sets have been released, I will pick one, occasionally two tracks from each of the 12 Halo game soundtracks in my music library. As for the other music podcast I have hosted previously for Treks and Sci-Fi, I will choose soundtracks that are either, in my opinion, one of the best soundtracks for the game, or ones that are significantly different, illustrating more of the breadth of the Halo music universe. For the very first game, I have also chosen to include track number six, titled A Walk in the Woods, which is totally different from most of the other tracks in the game.
The release for Halo Combat Evolved sold over 40,000 copies, with a typical movie soundtrack selling about 10,000 copies. I'd say it was a success. The Halo 2 original soundtrack is the soundtrack for Bungie's 2004 video game, Halo 2. The soundtrack was released as two separate volumes, almost two years apart. Volume 1, released at the same time as the game Halo 2 in 2004, contains arranged instrumental pieces written by O'Donnell and Salvatore, as well as inspired by tracks from the bands Incubus, Hubastank, and Breaking Benjamin. Volume 2 was released in 2006 and contains all of the game music arranged in suite format to be more enjoyable for listening purposes. O'Donnell sought to develop the halo sound of the previous game as well as introduce new sounds and influences to the music. The music in the game was based upon what's happening in the game rather than using leitmotifs or a theme repetitively, sometimes known as the Peter and Wolf approach to music where you might recall from your schooling, is where Sergei Prokofiev gave each animal its own musical cue. The music for Halo 2 was recorded with a 50-piece orchestra at Studio X in Seattle, Washington. After its release, Volume 2 was declared the real soundtrack to Halo 2. Upon release, both soundtracks became commercial successes, with more than 100,000 copies sold. The soundtrack's success was pointed to as a sign of the increasing legitimacy of video game music in the entertainment industry. Halo's music has since been even featured in concert settings. For Halo 2 Volume 1, I have selected track number 2, Blow Me Away, owing to it being provided by the band Breaking Benjamin, and yet another break from the typical sound of Halo music. Halo 2 features more guitars than strings, raw rock, They fall in line, one at a 
From Halo 2 Volume 2, the second release in sweet form, I have chosen track number 11, titled Finale. So introspective and ancient sounding, like from a King Arthur period film, yet included as part of an action video game. To me, it just brings total credibility to video game music as a valid music genre. Once again, Bungie paired up O'Donnell and Salvatore for Halo 3, which was released in 2007. O'Donnell added new themes as well as bringing back and expanding old ones, some of which had never been recorded with a full orchestra before. The score made extensive use of the piano, an instrument which O'Donnell used frequently for composition, but had not been featured in previous Halo music. 
O'Donnell approaches composition from the piano and describes his process as looking for something that makes me go, oh, that's a good feeling. Unlike previous soundtracks, where much of the music had been synthesized on computer, the soundtrack for Halo 3 was recorded using a 60-piece orchestra, along with a 24-voice chorus. O'Donnell also tried to avoid outside musical influences, as he believed that Bungie should be creating culture, not being influenced by it. Scoring for a video game, O'Donnell noted, is different from a film in that a good score sounds like it is narrating what the player does on the screen. Halo uses an audio engine which allows music cues to naturally start, stop, and transition in response to game triggers. Working from his office at Bungie, O'Donnell worked with mission designers to create set points in the game that triggers segments of music. Instead of pieces with set duration, songs in the game have multiple variations that can be looped and arranged to fill the time it takes the player to travel from point A to point B. Since the interactive mixing of sounds in Halo 3 depends upon what occurs in the game, O'Donnell instead froze the music into set suites and transitions for the CD, so that a listener playing the soundtrack would hear a musical representation of the game. For Halo 3, I've chosen track number 3 on disc 2, titled The Covenant, for featuring a strong piano intro and presence, and providing another version of a familiar Halo cue. So stirring. The Spartans are on the move. Stand back.
Oh, and by the way, Halo 3 included a bonus track titled Love Your Friends, spelled L-V-U-R-F-R-3-N-Z, kind of like a license plate. The announcement of the Halo 3 soundtrack was followed with a call for entries to all artists or bands to submit their own original song to be included on the final CD. More than 21,000 songs were entered, and at least 30% were deemed amazing. The winner is Greg Hopped and his band Princeton, whose song, Love Your Friends, appears as the final track on the second disc. The next Halo game, titled Halo Wars, was released in 2009. This was the first Halo game not to feature a soundtrack by O'Donnell and Salvatore. Instead, Stephen Rippey, composer of all the Age of Empires games, was tapped to provide the music. Bungie produced two best-selling sequels, Halo 2 and Halo 3, before separating from Microsoft and becoming an independent company once more. Although Bungie was free to produce new intellectual property, the rights to Halo remained with Microsoft. The spin-off game is set in the year 2531, 21 years before the events of Halo Combat evolved. That is, Halo Wars is a prequel story that does not feature the Master Chief. The game player leads human soldiers above the warship's Spirit of Fire in an effort to stop an ancient fleet of ships from falling into the hands of the genocidal alien Covenant. Halo Wars was also a real-time strategy, or RTS game, which is a subgenre of strategy video games that do not progress incrementally in turns, but allow all players to play simultaneously in real time. Stephen Rippey wanted to write new material while maintaining continuity by reusing iconic elements of the Halo trilogy's music. Before starting work on Halo Wars, Rippey listened to previous Halo soundtracks and searched for useful material. He built melodies around synthesizer patches or drum loops. He felt the scoring for science fiction was a change of pace from his previous work, which was written for historical settings. He noted, some of the plot points of Halo Wars revolve around discovery, which I think that was my favorite idea to write to, that sense of, no one's seen this before. He felt it was important to avoid repeating too many old themes because he wanted the game to have its own identity. However, he wanted to continue to incorporate choir and piano, elements he believed to be integral to the sounds of previous Halo games. Although the previous live orchestrations for Halo games were performed by the Northwest Sinfonia in Seattle, Washington, Rippey chose the Film Harmonic Orchestra of Prague to record Halo Wars' music. Rippey had been in Prague attending recording sessions for Age of Empires music and loved both the city and the sound the orchestra produced. And the lower cost of recording in Eastern Europe was an added benefit. The recording sessions involved 45 instrumentalists and 24 vocalists. Choir and string sections were later overdubbed to enlarge the sound. Here is a short track number 6 titled Just Ad Nauseum from Halo Wars, chosen for its different sound.
of the present, this is the only Halo video game to feature composer Stephen Rippey. The next Halo installment was Halo 3 ODST, also released in 2009, where ODST is an acronym for Orbital Drock Shock Troops. Once again, the team of O'Donnell and Salvatore returned to compose the music. Early on, the two decided that rather than rely on old Halo themes, ODST would feature all new music. It was a bit intimidating at first, Salvatore recalled, because in previous Halo games, if new ideas weren't coming, I could always dust off an old cue and give it a new spin. I was afraid that we might hit some writer's block along the way, but that didn't happen at all. Instead, we had the freedom to explore some new musical territory, and the ideas flowed pretty quickly. Except for the main player character, O'Donnell and Salvatore did not compose themes to represent characters. While the game's setting in Africa inspired some percussion pieces, the team was interested in a sparser atmosphere, which Salvatore described as a bit darker and less epic. Halo 3 ODST is a shooter video game with most gameplay taking place from a first-person's perspective. The game features an open-world environment in the updated Kenyan city of Mombasa, referred to as New Mombasa. Although the gameplay of ODST bears a strong resemblance to that of previous Halo titles, the player does not assume the role of the enhanced human super-soldier Master Chief. Instead, the player controls human soldiers known as Orbital Drop Shock Troopers, also known as Hell Jumpers. Since ODSTs do not possess the Master Chief's advanced armor and reflexes, they can't jump as high, move as fast, or survive large falls. Instead of the Master Chief's damage-assorming energy shield, the game uses a recharging stamina mechanic. After the player sustains damage, the screen flashes red, and the stamina score decreases. If the player receives additional damage before the stamina can recover, the player's health is reduced. Loss of all health causes the player character to die and to restart at the last save checkpoint. During the events of the Halo 2 video game, the Covenant discover the location of Earth and launch an assault on the city of Numbambasa in Africa. Though the UNSC manages to repel most of the fleet, a large ship hovers over the city, depositing an invasion force. The ship eventually retreats via a slipspace jump, creating a massive shockwave. By the way, the actors Adam Baldwin, Nolan North, Alan Tudyk, Nathan Fillion, and Trisha Helfer provided their voices to characters in the Halo 3 ODST game. Three of them were actors in the television series Firefly. Nathan Fillion, a Halo fan himself, Adam Baldwin, and Alan Tudyk. And Trisha Helfer, a Battlestar Galactica Cylon No. 6 fame, provided the voice for the ONI agent Dare. Now back to the music. In contrast to Halo's signature Gregorian chant, there is no choral music in ODST, and no previous Halo themes make a return appearance. Because the game tells a human story, not a cyborg story, O'Donnell said the score was more intimate and personal. O'Donnell felt that a jazz-influenced approach worked best in echoing the noir atmosphere. So here is part of track number four titled Deference for Darkness, which provides that noir atmosphere.
Wow, wasn't that just great? Who would think that track would be in a Macho Super Soldier video game? The next Halo game was released one year later in 2010 with the name Halo Reach. The O'Donnell and Salvatore team were back for their fifth and final collaboration for the music. The game takes place in the year 2552, where humanity is locked in a war with the Alien Covenant. Game players control Noble Six, a member of an elite super-soldier squad, when the human world known as Reach falls under Covenant attack. After releasing Halo 3 in 2007, Bungie split into two software teams to develop two different games, what would become Halo 3 ODST and Halo Reach. The developers decided to create a prequel to the original Halo game trilogy, freeing themselves from the obligation of addressing old story threads. As the game would take place on a human world doomed to be destroyed, they focused on making the environment a character unto itself. O'Donnell and Salvatore aimed for a somber, more visceral music since the plot is character-driven and focuses on a planet that is already known in the Halo fictional universe to have fallen. For Halo Reach, I have chosen to provide here part of one of the more percussive tracks titled O&I, Sword Bass. A fair amount of the music for some later Halo games doesn't call attention to itself and represents what may be called environmental filler music designed to accompany the movement on the screen. However, here is a somber music track number 18, Walking Away, that is just really good music, not filler.
Two years later, in 2012, Halo 4 was released with music composed by British record producer Neil Davidge. The game was developed by 343 Industries and published by Microsoft Studios. Halo 4 takes place in the year 2557, four years after the events of Halo 3. The backstory reveals that hundreds of thousands of years before the modern era, humans were one of several interstellar civilizations. Following a war with the parasitic flood, humans came into conflict with the Forerunners, a powerful race that upheld a policy of benevolent shepherding of other races, known as the Mantle of Responsibility. After centuries of war, the Forerunners defeated the humans and stripped them of their technology and empire. The Forerunners soon fought the Flood themselves. After exhausting every other strategic option available to them, the Forerunners activated weapons of mass destruction known as the Halo Array. The Array's firing killed all sentient life in the galaxy, depriving the Flood of their food. Life that the Forerunners' catalog was then receded throughout the galaxy. Flip ahead to the modern era, and the human super-soldier Master Chief Petty Officer John 117 and his AI companion Cortana become instrumental in stopping the Halos from being activated again. Eliminating the Flood outbreak before they could menace the galaxy a second time and defeating the Covenant results in the end of the war. At the end of Halo 3, Chief and Cortana were left stranded in unknown space aboard the remains of the vessel Ford unto Dawn. The Halo 4 soundtrack was released in 2012, and a second volume containing more of the music was released digitally in 2013. Davidge was a Halo fan who was honored to have the chance to write music for the games. Davidge described his music as an evolution of the previous Halo music. Critical reception to Halo 4's music and the soundtrack was highly positive. The absence of the iconic theme from the original Halo trilogy, without the establishment of a new one, received polarized views from the game players. However, the album debuted at number 50 on the Billboard 200 chart in the United States, making it the highest charting game soundtrack ever. Davidge's prior claim to fame is that he is best known for his work as a co-writer and producer for the UK band Massive Attack and he has also composed the scores for a number of films. Davidge, as I said, was a longtime Halo fan. Notes he would play Halo Combat Evolved during downtime while producing Massive Attack albums. Davidge credits the game for providing a heroic story that reminded him of his youth reading comic books. I'd love to be able to inspire people like Halo does. He initially thought that scoring the video game would be similar to the process for a film. Pretty soon, I discovered the similarities were few. Since music for the game had to dynamically change its length and composition depending upon player actions. Much of Halo 4's music was written on guitar or piano at his home. Davidge would sometimes sing melodies into a dictaphone for later transcription. While composing, he viewed slideshow images and the visual material to influence his compositions. While Davidge professed himself to be a huge fan of O'Donnell's work, he felt the music needed to change to fit the new trilogy. The phrase that kept going around was evolution, not revolution, for the score. So here is part of Davidge's track number 15 from the 2012 disc titled Green and Blue, referring to the colors of Spartan armor. 
See if you don't think game music has come a long way since the days of four-note melodies on an Atari 1600.
Davidge's score was nominated for two video game best soundtrack awards, but did not win. Halo's Spartan Assault arrived one year later in 2013. Was a new phase for composer with the arrival of American recording artist and soundtrack composer Tom Salta. Recording under the artist name Atlas Plug, tracks from his album Two Days or Die were used by television shows on ABC, CBS, MTV, NBC, as well as national commercials. His Atlas Plug music can also be heard in the soundtrack to games such as Crackdown, The Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, and Project Gotham Racing 3 among many others. Halo Spartan Assault was developed by 343 Industries and Vanguard Games. The game is set between the events of Halo 3 and Halo 4. Players control the human soldiers Sarah Palmer and Edward Davis as they fight a new splinter faction of the Alien Covenant. The game launched with 25 single-player missions, an additional campaign released as downloadable content. The console versions also features an exclusive cooperative horde mode. After years of rumored or canceled handheld Halo projects, Halo Spartan Assault was the franchise's first mobile game. Following the events of Halo 3, the human UNSC and alien elites signed a ceasefire to end a decades-long war. Gameplay follows to the perspective of human military cadets. Spartans Palmer and Davis are stationed on the planet Drathius V when it comes under attack from a splinter group of the Covenant, who have ignored the ceasefire. Palmer and Davis work to repel the invaders. This new Covenant faction, led by Merrig Vol, discovers that Drathius Moon is actually a weapon built by the Forerunners. For Halo Spartan Assault, I've chosen to play track number four, Bridge Too Far. Perhaps a reference to the 1977 epic war film depicting Operation Market Garden, a failed Allied operation in Nazi-occupied Netherlands during World War II, based upon a 1974 book of the same name. The track is upbeat, almost happy, but also features a heavy percussion presence typical of combat video games. What do you think?
My own impression of Tom Salta's soundtrack is that it's not as original and pleasing, to me, as the music provided by prior composers. Up next in the Halo universe was the 2014 release of Halo, the Master Chief Collection, which I am not covering. The Master Chief Collection originally consisted of Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary, Halo 2 Anniversary, Halo 3, and Halo 4, complete with their full catalog of extras, including all multiplayer maps and gameplay modes. Each game added to the Master Chief Collection received a graphical upgrade with Halo 2 receiving a complete high-definition redesign of its audio and cutscene, exclusive to the collection, to celebrate its 10th anniversary. In 2015, Halo's Spartan Strike was released with Tom Salta once again providing the soundtrack. A successor to Halo's Spartan Assault, the game was developed by 343 Industries and Vanguard Games. During gameplay, players assumed the role of Spartans in a series of war games simulating historical events. Players used new weapons, armor abilities, and vehicles in a campaign mode of 30 missions. The developers incorporated feedback from Spartan Assault to improve Spartan Strike, improving the controls and mission variety. Spartan Strike received mixed reviews on its release. The game was generally considered an improvement over its predecessor. The player character is a Spartan IV super soldier that leads UNSC forces against the Covenant. During the Covenant invasion of the Earth city of New Mombasa, they sought an artifact known as the Conduit. While a group of human soldiers were able to secure the Conduit, they were presumed lost after the city was devastated by a slipspace rupture. Five years later, the UNSC receives a signal from the Conduit on the Forerunner Ringworld Gamma Halo where they fight against a new Covenant faction also seeking the artifact. I've chosen track number six titled Just Beyond for its use of a chorus and simplicity and overall peacefulness. So let's take some time to recharge that red flashing health indicator. Okay, that was awesome, wasn't it? Also released in 2015 was Halo 5, Guardians. Just to show how big Halo had become, the game and its related hardware grossed over $400 million in its first 24 hours. 
and over $500 million in the first week. Halo 5 Guardians takes place in the year 2558 and is set eight months after the events of Halo 4. The game follows the Spartan fireteam Blue and Osiris. Blue Team is led by Master Chief Petty Officer John 117 and is composed of the Spartan 2 teammates he fought alongside in the time frame before Halo Combat Evolved. It includes Petty Officer 2nd Class Linda 058, an elite sniper, Petty Officer 2nd Class Kelly 087, a scout known for her incredible speed, and John's closest friend and Lieutenant Junior Grade Frederick 104, who is Blue Team's highest ranking officer and hand-to-hand combat specialist, but who defers to the Master Chief. The members of Blue Team are all Spartan twos, augmented super soldiers who are abducted and trained as children. They are among the last Spartan twos left alive. Fireteam Osiris comprises Spartan fours, a newer generation of Spartans who joined the program as adult members of the military. Fireteam Osiris is led by Jameson Locke, a former assassin, an acquisitions agent of the Office of Naval Intelligence, and a skilled tracker. Fireteam Osiris is deployed to the planet of Kamchatka, occupied by Jewel Madama's Splinter Covenant faction, to retrieve the rogue Dr. Halsey and her intel amidst the battle between Covenant forces and the Prometheans. Halsey claims to have information on a series of devastating attacks on several human worlds. While the team is successful in retrieving Halsey and eliminating the Covenant faction's leader Jewel Madama, Halsey informs them that a new threat is about to emerge. Japanese composer Kazuma Janucci composed a score for Halo 5 Guardians. The music was recorded at Abbey Road Studios in London, and the choir was recorded at the Rudolf Finham in Prague. Janucci wanted to bring back the original Halo theme in Halo 5 Guardians, so he composed his own interpretation of the piece. A larger emphasis has been placed on the use of a choir in Halo 5 Guardians music than in Halo 4's. A relatively young composer, Kazuma has only been active since about 2006 and appears to work equally on video games and television series. Two of his recent works you might be familiar with include the Ultraman TV series in 2019 and the Ghost in the Shell 2045 TV series in 2020. Overall, I would have to say I found his composition to be far superior to Tom Salta's in the use of a much larger orchestra versus electronically generated music. The track you will hear next is number 29, The Trials, from Halo 5 Guardians, which certainly will remind you of earlier Halo cues on a more dramatic scale as per Kazuma's intent. Master Chief, prepare your team to engage.
Hang in there, Trex and Sci-Fi listeners. Just two more Halo games to go. In 2017, Halo Wars 2 was released, with the music composed by the team of Gordy Hobb, Brian Trifon, and Brian Lee White, their only Halo game score to date. The game is set in 2559, and is a sequel to Halo Wars, released eight years earlier in 2009. The story follows the crew of Spirit of Fire, a United Nations Space Command ship. Spirit of Fire arrives at the Ark, a forerunner installation responsible for constructing and remotely controlling the titular Halo Rings. Conflict breaks out between the UNSC forces and an alien faction known as the Banished over control of the Ark. In Halo Wars 2, players construct a base of operations, accumulate resources to produce infantry and vehicle units, and command their armies from a bird's-eye view of the battlefield. The primary goal during a battle is typically to destroy an opponent's bases, or to capture and control territories on the battlefield. Combat is balanced by a rock-paper-scissors counterattack system, in which ground vehicles are effective in combat against infantry. Infantry are effective against aircraft, and aircraft are effective against ground vehicles. The game supports online multiplayer for playing cooperatively or competitively with other players. Arriving at the Ark, Spirit of Fire's crew receives a UNSC signal from the surface of the installation. Spartan Red Team, composed of super soldiers Alice, Jerome, and Douglas, is deployed to investigate the signal. They recover Isabel from a UNSC base, but are attacked by the Banished during exfiltration. Back on Spirit of Fire, Isabel reveals to Captain Cutter how the Banished and their leader Atriox invaded the Ark. Despite Isabel believing resistance is hopeless, Captain Cutter declares his intent to confront the Banished. A strike team manages to set up a forward base and defeat Banished forces under the control of Decimus. In the wreckage of Decimus's base, Isabel discovers information about the Ark's cartographer, a map of key systems and weapons. The strike team secures the cartographer, coming under attack from autonomous forerunner machines known as Sentinels. The composers Gordy Hobb, Brian Triffin, and Brian Lee White analyzed design documents, artwork, and early versions of the game to learn about the story and motivations of characters. This research helped them determine the emotional tone and instrumental choices for the music. They wanted to incorporate the customary components of Halo's scores, such as the use of a large orchestra, a choir, and electronic music, while also taking the music in new directions. As Halo Wars 2 was considered a spin-off to the core Halo games, the composers were not as beholden to Martin O'Donnell's established sound of the series. This gave them the opportunity to experiment with the soundtrack and introduce elements like brass instruments to the music. Specific melodies were written for each of the game's main characters to reflect their personalities, back to the Peter and the Wolf approach. One goal was to have the music dynamically interact with dialogue and gameplay. The composers created music of different intensity levels to correspond with the player's actions in the game. For example, low-intensity ambient music would play during bass construction, and more percussive thematic music would play during battles. Without further ado, here is track number 12, titled Infamy. If this isn't a full orchestra playing to its most dramatic capabilities, I don't know what is. So enjoy. That is an order. 
At this point, I'm skipping over Halo Recruit, released in 2017, and Halo Fireteam Raven, released in 2018. Halo Recruit is a virtual reality game from Endeavor One in partnership with 343 Industries. It is a five-minute experience that's playable on mixed reality headsets made by Microsoft. Halo Fireteam Raven is a cooperative arcade sci-fi shooting game from Arcade Legends, Raw Thrills, and Play Mechanics in a unique partnership and collaboration with 343 Industries. The game was initially released on an exclusive to Dave & Buster's in North America, but later was released internationally. As of May 2018, there are no plans to release Halo Fireteam Raven for non-arcade platforms. Which brings us to the last major Halo game, Halo Infinite, released in 2021. It is the sixth mainline entry for the Halo series, and the third in the Reclaimer saga following Halo 5 Guardians. The campaign follows the Master Chief and his fight against the enemy Banished on the forerunner Ringworld Zeta Halo, also known as Installation 7. Unlike previous installments in the series, the multiplayer portion of the game is free to play. In 2559, the UNSC ship Infinity is attacked and boarded by the Banished. Atriox, their leader, defeats the Master Chief and drops him off into space. Six months later, a UNSC pilot recovers the Chief adrift in space. While the pilot wants to flee, Master Chief insists on continuing the fight against the Banished. The Chief and pilot travel to Zeta Halo, which has since been severely damaged by an unknown calamity. On the ring, Master Chief locates the weapon, an AI designed to imitate Cortana to capture her for deletion. While the weapon states that she was successful in her mission, she has failed to self-delete as per her directives. Master Chief retrieves the weapon and experiences visions of Cortana's memories and thoughts left as residual data. Music to Halo Infinite is a tribute album to the original choral and chant sound and cues of the early games well executed with a full sound. Halo Infinite's music was composed by four composers, Alec Bjor, Gareth Coker, Curtis Schweitzer, and Joel Korlitz. I found myself rating nearly every track either a four or five out of five stars. It is that good. The soundtrack was nominated for at least three video game music awards, and won one award as of the preparation of this podcast. Indeed, the game was selected by Game Informer, as their game of the year. Here's track number nine titled Know My Legend.
The music to Halo Infinite is just so good, I feel compelled to play for you one more track. This is track number 10, Reverie, illustrating that not all tracks have to be loud and percussive to be effective. I love the piano solo and the introspective ending to this track. In all, over 24 hours of Halo Universe music is available for your listening pleasure, with most if not all of it available on iTunes for purchase. 
Whether or not you are a Halo fan, buy the music for its intrinsic listening enjoyment. I've played only a couple of the Halo games, but I've enjoyed the music. If you were to download just one or two albums, I'd recommend Halo Combat Evolved, followed closely by Halo Infinite. Oh, and if you haven't given Halo a watch streaming over on Paramount+, Plus, I highly recommend it. You won't be disappointed. Well, I hope you enjoyed this guest podcast on the music of Halo. Next week, Rico will be back with another fantastic Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with a Trek episode commentary. Until then, I will close out this podcast with track number 11 titled The Road from Halo Infinite. Truly iconic and representative of Halo music. Lots of violin sawing and purpose. The Master Chief is on the move and so am I. Thank you for listening, Spartans. Dismissed. <laughs>